This program is brought to you by thepodcastfactory.com. Welcome back to another edition of Copy Chief Radio. Here is the Copy Chief himself, Mr. Kevin Rogers. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, good to be back with everybody here on Copy Chief Radio. Uh, happy to welcome back today uh, Abby Woodcock, who came on last time to talk about the voice, how to find the voice in your copy. Uh, she's just one of the hottest copywriters out there right now. Um, good luck getting on Abby's calendar if you need some great copywriting. She is super booked up and in demand as she well should be because uh, she's a great uh, copywriter with a lot of cool experience. And so I think it's really generous of her to come on today and help me help all the listeners who uh, aren't copywriters, but this will help copywriters too. But particularly, we're talking today to business owners who want to hire a copywriter and have a lot of questions and potential anxieties about uh, about doing that. So, uh, Abby, thanks for being here. Hey, I'm excited to be back. Yeah, this is great. This is, is going to be a lot of fun and uh, a much needed service we're providing here today. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> we're saving the world, man. <laughs> well, we've talked quite a bit about this and. Um, you know, it, it is one of those sort of overlooked topics. And I, 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 like I said, this is going to help copywriters. If you're a copywriter, freelancer listening to this, I think this is really going to help you think about how you can make it easier for potential you know, clients to reach out to you. Because uh, you and I both know, Abby, from years of working with mostly entrepreneurs in some companies, what the anxieties are about reaching out to hire a copywriter. Yeah, it's, you know, anytime that we work with customers, knowing what their mindset is when they're going into it always helps, um, you know, with the conversation up front. Yeah, and it's it's interesting in this context because it's it's both transactional anxieties, like just not knowing what it costs and, and those sort of things, but it's also very personal, right? Yes. Because uh, as we talked about in your previous episode, voice is is a big thing. When I survey people about what they're why they're apprehensive about hiring copywriters, those are the two biggies. It's it's a like price. Either I think I can't afford it, or I just don't know what it costs, and I don't want to be embarrassed if I hear a number that's like shocks me, sticker shock. And yeah. that uh, voice, I'm really, I I just don't believe that anybody could nail my voice. So those are two big ones. Um, but let's start with the question of like, how does somebody know when they're ready to hire a copywriter, Abby? Well, I think it, it comes down to the way the way I evaluate clients when I'm talking to them, if they're ready for a copywriter or not, is I think we've had conversations about this, too, about copywriters are not going to come in and tell you what kind of product to make or, you know, they can work with the offer and that kind of thing. But I've had clients call and say, Oh, I've got this vague idea of something that I might want to do. Uh, so write me a really great sales page uh, and, then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll build the product around yeah, what yeah. you say. Uh, so I, I always only take on clients that have, you know, a really solid idea. The product doesn't have to be completed per se, but a really solid idea of what the product's going to be. 
Um, yeah, and, that, you know, yeah, go ahead. That's a, that, well, that's a big one because I, I call those, I call those lottery ticket clients. Right. And they, they think that, that, okay. I, they've heard from other people, everything changed when I hired a good copywriter. Right. And so they go, Oh, that's the missing element. I've been not making money because I just haven't hired a copywriter yet. And like you said, they don't think, Oh, let me create the most amazing product that I know people need. Uh, they think, oh, I'll just get a copywriter to do their wizardry and then money will pour in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just think. not going to happen that way. So, you know, that's if, if, if that's where you're at, you're just don't even bother thinking about reaching out to a copywriter or investing in copy because it can't save a bad offer or an offer that's just a mismatch for the for the list, for the traffic. Uh, like our, our friend Brian Kurt says, I like his I like his breakdown. It, he does 40, 40, 20, and it's 40% list, 40% offer, 20% copy. And you think that would like, you know, uh, challenge my ego as a copywriter, <laughs> but it's actually just the opposite because he's right. And I think that 20% is, is so critical. Like you, you could accidentally sell with bad copy, but what the copy will do is just really take it to the next level. It is life changing when you've got the, that 80% correct because that's what matters most because what copy can't do is save a bad offer that's going to the wrong list there's yeah. just nothing copy can do for you at that point yeah so, and i think we both had calls with people that have you know terrible lists or they they you know they're they have this haphazard plan for building a list while selling uh and it, it just without the foundation of a great product and a great list you know, the copy is just not, it, it's such a great boost when you get that right. It just really can take it to the next level, but it, it can't create those things if they don't already exist. Exactly right. Yeah, good point. Now, that's not to say that you wouldn't form a relationship with a copywriter where they would want them in on the product creation process. Uh, I had that situation many times with some of my best clients, but it was after several projects together where you know, it just made a lot of sense for us to be involved in the product development. Um, and, but you know, if it's the first contact, both parties need to be sure that copy is actually what's needed here first. So great point there. Um, all right. And so let's talk about now somebody's out there in the big, bad world. There's so many, you know, copywriters are obviously pretty present on social media because they're, they like to write and they like to yeah. express themselves. Uh, but you, you're going to experience a, a lot of different flavors if you just start looking around at where copywriters hang out. And, you know, it you can easily get the wrong impression. There's, there's a lot of places where copywriters hang out in social media where for some reason – there's a lot of swagger and a lot of attitude and a lot of sort of like, uh, I don't know, um, negativity yeah. that, that you see. And I, I kind of get why that is, because copywriters like comics feel like a little bit like outcast in the world. And maybe they do something that nobody quite understands. Um, but it, I, I want to just point out if that's what's held you back to hiring a copywriter, know that. Most copywriters I know are really good people, and even though they might come off a little, a little uh, brash online, uh, that's not the reality I know when it comes to copywriters. 
Yeah, for sure. Especially the good ones. You know, the, the good ones are all about relationships, I've found. And uh, the, the ones that you see in these social media forums posting about the horrors of working with clients and, and how they're trying to convince the client that the client doesn't know anything. Uh, you know, you see these all the time in those forums. I found in general, um, those copywriters don't work with a lot of clients, uh, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> That's why they have all day to bitch about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. The client, the, the really good copywriters that I know, they have a, a presence in some of these forums, but for the most part, those, you know, alpha dog forums, uh, you'll find the, the greats are not spending a lot of time there because they're doing other things like working with clients and, you know, yeah. doing podcasts with Kevin Rogers. <laughs> that was it. You complimented us both. That was the greatest <laughs> humble brag ever. <laughs> okay, cool. So if, if I'm looking to hire, obviously, let me just tell you, uh, unabashedly, Copy Chief was built to solve this problem. So if you don't know where to go to find a copywriter, you should know because you're listening to Copy Chief Radio. And one of the things that I, I'll admit I haven't done the best job of making it obvious for people is one of the things you can do at Copy Chief is find a really good copywriter to help you. Um, so know that. Um, but once they somebody does decide to hire a copywriter, Abby, what are some of the red flags that they can look for? So I think some red flags for me uh, when I'm talking to clients that have worked with uh, copywriters that they weren't satisfied with is in the in the beginning they should be thrilled to ask a lot of questions and give you a lot of feedback up front like in the in the in the prospect call when you're on the very first call with a copywriter you know it should be a conversation uh, and if they're hesitant to I, I don't think they're going to be you know giving you an entire marketing consult sec uh, no. session, but they should be having a conversation and asking you a lot of questions. If you find you're on a call with a copywriter and they're not just peppering you with questions, that's a, that's a red flag for me because they're not vetting you. Mm, yes. You know, they should be, they should be wanting to have a relationship with you. Yeah. So it, it's a back and forth conversation, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, like Brian Kurtz says, you know, one of the traits he looks for in a copywriter is an insatiable curiosity. And I think a good a sign of a good copywriter is that they're just naturally curious and they're going to ask a lot of questions because that's how they go about life. You know, they're going to especially they're vetting whether you guys could be a, a fit to work together. But even if you met them at a bus, a, a bus stop, they probably ask you as many questions about whatever the hell came up because yeah. that's how copywriters think where we're sort of like investigative journalists in that, in that way. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, I found that even upfront, the communication should be really frequent with a copywriter, uh, because through the process, their questions are going to come up and I, I'm very, I, I know there's copywriters that do this. I don't know how, where the client will pay. And then four weeks later, they'll hand them a sales page. Like I've never been able to do that. Yeah, without of, talking in between. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to you in four weeks and here's your sales page. <laughs> there's, there's such a, a relationship that's, that's formed in, in mm -hmm. this and, 
and the copywriters that don't that think that they can you know read a book and then take a swipe file and make a sales page out of anything uh, those are those are red flags for me yeah well that it indicates that there's going to be a lot of probably formulaic writing going on, right? And that your sales letter will look a lot like every other sales letter they've written. And, you know, it's more true today because marketing is so personality driven these days. Uh, we not only have our presence on the product page or the sales page, but we have it on social media. And there's a lot of places people, our potential customers can expect to go find out more about us or see how we operate, right? Just like a, a, a job, a potential, you know, a job uh, would go vet you and look at your social media, at least go to your Facebook page, see what yeah. kind of person you are. A uh, potential customer is probably doing the same thing. So it's something to really think about. All right, yeah, we'll and I think of a, um, a, just one point yeah. to make uh, in places like CopyChief, you can vet a potential copywriter really easily, not just on what they're saying to you, but, you know, going around. I know uh, that you've had these conversations with copywriters in Copy Chief that leaving feedback and having, you know, conversations and adding value, you know, not just in Copy Chief and other places in social media so that you're in the conversation uh, as a copywriter, then, you know, when clients are looking for you, they can say, oh, wow, I've seen, you know, I've had clients say that to me. I've seen your name all over the place, all over yeah. Copy Chief, all over wherever, just giving advice. Uh, so that's a, that's another place to find copywriters and to, to understand what they're about. Yeah, great point. It's a great process. And that's what I tell people when they come to me and they say, hey, I, I, I'm looking to hire a copywriter. I say, here's what you want to do. Uh, put up a piece of copy that you're maybe challenged by right now and ask for help. The pros will come by and give you some help. And so the, the most immediate way to find a, a good match is if somebody gives you some really helpful advice that shows that they really understand you and your market, right? Yeah. Uh, beyond that, you could j just look for who are some of the most active members who give a lot of good advice and you could like click on their name and then click on postings and just spend 20 minutes reading through some of their posts and you get a really good feel for what, what kind of person is this or how do they think, right? And it's just the coolest way to vet a potential writer who, again, it, it's a very personal relationship. You're bringing somebody in to your world, your business, your brand, your voice to represent you. And that will you know, appease a lot of the anxieties people have around it. Um, okay. Great point. So we talked a lot about how you should be answering a lot of questions from a copywriter, potential copywriter. Let's talk about what kind of questions they should be asking a copywriter. Yeah. So the big problem with copywriters or people that call themselves copywriters is there's no like certificates or degree so all it takes to become mm -hmm. a copywriter is to put copywriter on your website. Um, and yeah. So asking questions up front about, you know, their experience, who they've worked with, uh, especially if you, you know, have a niche like something like health where you want somebody that has experience in writing for health copywriters, mm -hmm. uh, you will really want to get a sense of what they've done and how long they've been doing it. Um, uh, you, you'll find that the less experienced will tell you what they've read and 
who they've studied and which courses they've taken. Uh, I would really want to see samples and see who they've actually written for uh, yeah. before you know hiring somebody. Yeah, it's a good point. And you know, sometimes you'll hear this like a good copywriter has to have samples to give you. And um, that's not to say that you may be in a situation where somebody, I say this all the time, they have more talent than experience right now, mm -hmm. uh, but they're very passionate. And sometimes depending on the circumstances, it's perfectly fine to sort of roll the dice with somebody. Because one of the hardest things about coming up as a copywriter is that you need, the only way to get samples is for somebody to hire you and actually implement what you write and hopefully get great results, right? So yeah. it's this catch 22 of how do I get samples with results if nobody will hire me because I don't have samples. So don't be afraid. Again, it's a relationship. Talk to people, vet people. If you're budget challenged, then, you know, it's going to be hard for you to go out and hire somebody with a ton of experience. Uh, you're going to have to wait on their calendar to get them on your job. You may be, uh, again, uh, it sounds like a commercial for Copy Chief, but what the hell it is. It's called Copy Chief Radio. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the cool thing about being uh, inside what we call the family there at Copy Chief is that you, you we're all very transparent about where we are in our careers. And you can say like, okay, I know this guy, Mike, is just coming out of the gates in his freelance career. But man, his stuff is smart and really like the way he writes. Let me, let me hop on the phone with him for 15 minutes and see if we can do something together. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it's a great opportunity for both parties. Um, uh, and so, but beyond that, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've had a lot of clients even, you know, late into my career where I was very established and had a good reputation. And even they would come to me on referral from other good clients. Sometimes they want to just blindly trust you and that's fine. And usually safe enough if the referral is good, but I always appreciate when they say, Hey, could I talk to a few of your clients? I just yeah. want to really understand what you're like to work with and, and all that stuff. And I'm happy to give those numbers out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a big fan of test projects too. Um, not going in to do an entire uh, yes. sales funnel or, uh, but to, you know, start out with a couple emails or start out with editing. That's a, a huge test project. I do a lot where they have a sales page and I'll, I'll give them feedback on a sales page that they have. Um, that's a good way to kind of start the relationship. It's low stakes for everybody. And if we finish the project and say, you know, this wasn't a great fit, uh, we can do that. And if we love working with each other, you know, we can look at bigger projects down the road. Well, that's a great point. So basically hire them to give you a critique. Because again, just in that simple context, you really get to know how they think as a writer. You get to see how they see your stuff and you know, ways you can improve it. But you also get to see how reliable they are. How good are they delivering on time the way they said they would uh, is what John Carlton calls the pro code. Showing up when you said where, where you said you'd be, when you said you'd be there, having done what you said you would do. Yep. Uh, that's a great test for that. Okay, great. So let's, in the last uh, minute or so we have here, the big question, what's, what's it going to cost me, Abby, to hire a good copywriter? Yeah, so this is such a hard question because to write a sales page, you could pay from $50 on a site like Upwork to $50,000 for uh, you know, a top-level copywriter. Uh, so, so where in that range should you fall, right? And <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a really difficult 
question to answer. I think if it's too low, that it's like anything, you know, it's a huge red flag. If you get, you know, go to get a tattoo and somebody says they'll charge you 10 bucks for it, you know, you're going to run the other way. <laughs> so, but again, I say, I don't know what a good tattoo costs. So I might be dumb enough to go, Oh wow. Who knew they were so cheap. And then it's like misspelt, you know, and I'm like, damn it. I should have known. <laughs> so, uh, so again, I think, you know, talking to a few copywriters when you're looking for them or talking to a, a good way to do it is in your community of, say, you're an entrepreneur, in your community of entrepreneurs, you know, you, you're hanging out with people that are about the same level or the level above you. The, the conversation needs to start with them. Of, okay, what are they paying their copywriter? What do they think? What are the problems that are having with their copywriter? And I think that that's where you're going to get a really good idea of the people around you, especially if you like what they have on their site and you've seen their sales copy, uh, what the people around you are doing is a good indication of, of where you need to be. You know, most of the people listening probably can't afford the $50,000 sales page. Uh, but my goal when I'm talking with clients is I always want to give them a huge ROI. I, I always want to make more money for them than, than they're spending on me. Sure. Uh, so thinking about what you're going to, what you want to get out of it is a good place to start with how much you should be paying. I know I kind of went around in a circle. Yeah, that's okay. Two different yeah. Ways, but. Well, yeah, I think the best thing to do, I think what you said is right. You're going to talk to some colleagues and uh, even if you don't know somebody personally, I think it's okay to reach out and go, hey, look, I really like your website. The copy struck me. Can I ask you, have you hired copywriters? You know, what's been your experience? Um, and set your own budget. Here's the thing is, you know, it's this awkward thing of thinking, well, if they ask me what, it, what, what, what my budget is, I don't want to say because what if I say $5,000 more than I needed to or something, right? Um, and, but, you know, copywriters just don't list their prices because every project is so unique. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for a basic sales page, you don't want to be paying less than $1,000 or $2,000, I can tell you. And yes, you could, I have been paid $50,000 to write a sales page and, you know, the, the other components of a campaign, but it's, the stakes are so high on that copy, uh, and the opportunity is so big that it makes a lot of sense for someone to make that investment. And, and like you said, Abby, a good writer, every job, we're not only factoring how well will I get paid for this? How is this going to affect my reputation? Is this yeah. an opportunity for, for me to grow my reputation? And is this the kind of client that if I hit it out of the park for, it's only going to make me look better and make my phone ring in happier ways? So Yeah, and it's a long-term. I don't, and I know you see your clients this way too. I don't go into even a sales page or a huge project. I don't go into this saying, how much money can I get out of this project? I go into this like, how can I make this a long-term relationship? So every time that they have a launch, I'm the person that they call. And so pricing is part of that factor. You know, if I'm trying to suck every dime that I can out of a client, well, they're not going to call me next time because they're going to find somebody that's more reasonable. But if I can know that, you know, man, you know, you, you charged $5,000 for this project and I made $50,000 on it because of the copy, you know, I'm going to be the first one that's going to get a phone call next time. So, so there you go. A thousand percent ROI is the measure. That's what you should yes, be getting. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> Always. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, okay, good. So 
hopefully this has been really helpful and um, uh, certainly more point. We probably have to do a part two of this, Abby, but this was a, a great start. We're out of time, but uh, big takeaways. Start with a simple critique. You know, find a writer that you like and uh, can resonate with. Start with a really simple little test project uh, just to make sure everybody works well together. Don't go trying to get married on the second date. Um, and, uh, you know, ask your friends and colleagues with their experience with copywriters, look for, look for samples, but also don't let lack of samples totally thwart what could be a good relationship. Just have a conversation, ask good questions, expect to be asked a lot of questions, and that'll put you on solid footing to have a good relationship with your copywriter. Abby, thanks so much for doing this really helpful. And, um, don't go far because you're also our guest, one of our guests for uh, tomorrow's show. So I'm getting ahead of Jonathan's right, questions, right. but thanks for doing this. Real quick, yeah. I wanted to make sure that we had Abby's site correct. Oh, yeah. Is it uh, onlifeandwriting.com? That's the one. There you go. So you guys looking for Abby, onlifeandwriting.com. And Kevin, you started a little early, <laughs> but uh, what do you have coming up for us next yeah, time? Yeah, I'm excited because... Uh, Abby on uh, her great blog on lifeandwriting.com wrote a recent article that resonated in ways she did not expect. And it was all about how to be a more productive writer in this new sort of system she's put in place. Uh, and she works with Casey Bainey, who is a systems expert. And so uh, we're going to have Casey join us on the next episode and walk us through the things uh, he did with Abby to help her be a much productive and focused and less stressed writer. Oh, wow. That's exciting. All right. So thank you, Chiefs, for tuning in. Thank you, Kevin and Abby, for the great discussion. And we will be back in your earbuds next time. You've been listening to Copy Chief Radio. Thank you for tuning in. If you're digging what we are laying down for you, then your next step is to go over to iTunes, type in Copy Chief Radio into the search bar, and when you find a show, subscribe. We will be back in your earbuds next week. This is the podcastfactory.com.